Coach K had an illness, but it didn't matter because the Duke Blue Devils were able to take care of the Demon Deacons in Wake Forest in Winston-Salem on last night. We're going to talk about that with Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse. More importantly, though, Roy Williams is having the revenge tour of his life, but in a good way. So let's have that conversation about why it's important. Oh, yeah, and a former Duke basketball star is headed to the Big Apple. We'll have that conversation. It's not the one that you probably thought it would be. Let's go. ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day, followed by Locked On Syracuse podcast. You can follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are free and available everywhere. Tyler Aki is joining the show. Him and his crew do a great job over there talking about the Syracuse Orange men and women. But remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Tyler, thank you so much for joining the show. Once again, I hope you're doing well, my friend. I am doing great. Syracuse just got out of a three-game losing streak. <laughs> uh, Carolina's playing a little bit better, too, so I know you're happy about that. And Roy's running the gauntlet right now. I mean, he he has chosen violence, I think. Yeah, I know. I mean, listen, if you're going to love on yourself a little bit harder, what better way to do it than in the crowd of people who probably hated you at some point in time, right? Like, you're just living your best life amongst, I would say, some some enemies, but they, they seem to be embracing Roy in his old age. He's doing the damn thing. We're talking about the fact that Coach Roy Williams – Former head coach of UNC Chapel Hill has decided to do his a tour of his own. You know, there was a lot of talk about how he retired in April, didn't really get the farewell goodbye in comparison to Coach K, who announced his retirement early. And he was able to do this whole swan song of, hey, we love you so much every single time he plays an opponent. But Roy is doing it a little bit different. Went out to Kansas, right? He went over to Michigan State, and who knows what's back on the tour next. He's had two <laughs> epic games, too. Like the okay. Kansas-Iowa State game was awesome. Yeah. Buzzer beater at Michigan State like anywhere Roy goes where where's Williams like that is the game of the night in college basketball absolutely good energy and vibe I like that he's not announcing I think we I like no, the surprise just, yeah <laughs> you, you see the tweet come out and boom you know that coach Williams is going to have a nice seat uh exactly. for a great game of college basketball but he, here's why I love the way that this is going down because I wish Roy got a real retirement tour okay. because he would have been beloved like people love Roy People yeah. don't love K. People yeah. love to hate K. But Roy going to all these different spots, like he would have been embraced by opposing fans no matter where he went. And it would have been awesome. To, man, I'm surprised. Maybe not Kansas initially, but no, like he still brought good memories to Kansas, although he kind of left pretty much during the national championship game. But that's a whole other story back in 2003. Um, <laughs> but I feel like yeah, this I'm so happy he's doing this. I think it broke K. I literally okay. think it broke K last night. That's why he didn't really. Come. He, he, I think he saw Roy going out, having his moment in the sun. I think it was like Michigan State tweeted out that Coach Williams was going to be in attendance at the Michigan State game, and then like an hour later, it was announced that Coach K was out <laughs> with with a, a non COVID illness. I've got the sniffles. Yeah. John, take over. <laughs> I, 
I, I think it broke him. I really yeah. do think it broke him. And then if he were to coach and they were to lose against a Wake Forest team that, like, it was sort of a narrow spread last night. It was a mm-hmm. six-point spread on betonline.ag when it all closed up. Like, you could lose that game, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if he agree. lost two in a row while Roy was out on his retirement tour, not having to worry about wins and losses, it would have been over. It would have been over. The season would be over. (laughs) No, I completely agree. So talking about the tour here, I do think that Roy should have gotten, you know, a little bit of a farewell, had the video tributes and all that stuff, give people time. But that's just not who Roy Williams is, right? He's just not going to do that. He's a guy who will give $3 million to student athletes and endowment and save scholarship, especially when 2020 was going down. I don't know if you guys would take a look at GoHeels.com. This man literally has saved a lot of people from – having people participate in athletics when it comes to Carolina. So he's just one of those, I don't want to make him fuss about things, but it was $3 million. You had to say something. So like, that's just who Roy is and what he's always been about. We saw, I saw him um, last weekend when he went to the Virginia Carolina game and he was, you know, talking about Danny green and just how much, you know, Carolina family is so important. But again, you make a little tour. You talk about your favorite coaches. Who's next. I would love to create a list of who we think maybe we'll do it next week. Where's he going next? Exactly. What's the next I, he could go to the... Syracuse. I think why not go see Beheim because, you know, Beheim, I'm sure probably has maybe five to six years left on his coaching. I know he's going to coach until yeah. he literally can't anymore, but you might as well go see your friends, right? I feel like they, yeah. all the guys who've had a lot of staple moments, I'm pretty sure that Coach K, I mean, Coach Williams, you think he his one of his last stops will be in Cameron Indoor? Yeah, he'll be at that final Duke-Carolina game for sure. Yeah. Um, I also think – if he goes to Syracuse, it'll be during a Syracuse-UNC game. I, I have to look at the schedule. I'm not sure if they go to Syracuse. I think they go to Syracuse once this year. Okay. Um, it would be that game, I feel like. Just mm-hmm. go see your old team, all that. But like these stops that he's making right now, these are the yeah. teams like you're not going to see Carolina play Kansas. You're not going to see yeah. Carolina play Michigan State unless it's the NCAA tournament. So you go out and go see some of your other old pals along the road that way. Like. It wouldn't shock me if maybe he went out to Gonzaga for a game. Mm-hmm. Go see Mark. Mm-hmm. Like Carolina's not going to play Gonzaga. So go yeah. see them. Um trying to think of some other ones. Stanford. Like, Who's Stanford. the guy who coaches at Stanford and who used to be a former assistant for Carolina? But it's like those are the name. sort of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. teams that he'll go and see. Maybe he'll go down to Florida or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like all these different spots along the way. Those are the ones that he's knocking out now. That way – when UNC is on the road at all these different spots, then he'll go to those ones. Yeah, no doubt. Now you mentioned Coach K having the illness and then probably ruined his moment because he, it's all supposed to be about him, right? He is right. leaving. Duke is his last year. John Shire is going to take over. And we got our first sights of John Shire having to lead the team. And it was a very dicey first half as the Duke Blue Devils took on Wake Forest. And it was a close matchup in the first half. And, of course, Duke went up by six. But do you think Coach Okay, made a FaceTime call in ha- during the halftime speech to let people know, like, y'all better stop playing around with my my legacy. This has already been a tough last year, right, with the DWI, with his grandson, yeah. and COVID, and all that stuff. And he's reprimanding he- opposing players, too. Like, Michael what, a, what a banner week for Kay. Like, can we just <laughs> stop, pause, and, and kind of talk about that? He, yes. He reams out an opposing player mid-game. Yeah. He then goes and loses to Miami, and now he's out with the sniffles. He loses I mean, to Miami at home. At yeah. home, yeah, at Cameron. And now he's out with the – like, what a week. What a week. <laughs> what a week on the retirement tour bus for, for Coach K. 
Duke went up by six, and I know he went. To, they went to that locker room. He turned the phone because they showed the post game Facetime, so you know that happened during halftime. Where he said, "What the heck are you guys doing?" Okay, you're not going to ruin my legacy. I'm already having a bad week. I'm not coming back unless we see some victories. But no, I totally get that. Clearly, Duke took care of business. They went on you know insurmountable runs and never allowed Wake Forest to get back in it. Coach Forbes even talked about you shoot two for sixteen from three for the night. You're not going to be anybody. Which agreed. Now. Yep. For the conference sake, phew, we all could take a deep breath. Duke had to win that game last night. Yeah. If Duke doesn't win that game, because you think about it, there's only one quality win that ACC teams can aspire to achieve this year, and it's Duke. And sort of the catch-22, well, if people start beating Duke, then they're no longer a quality win. Then who is the quality win in the conference? Like, there isn't one, really. And, and that's the the conundrum that the ACC is at right now. Like, you thought Virginia Tech could have been the number two team in the conference. Now they're looking like they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. They're hovering around 500 right now. They've lost four ACC games. They're 0-4 in the ACC right now. Yeah. So, But getting back to this Duke game, there was a critical change made for this game, and that is inserting A.J. Griffin into the starting lineup. And one thing that I've loved about A.J. Griffin this season, yeah. when his number is called, he goes out and balls. Yeah. And I think this is a product of him being – a coach's son. For those who don't know, son of Adrian Griffin, an assistant on the Raptors staff. Um, and I think that's that is sort of why he's been able to thrive the way that he has. Like the numbers right now for him don't look gaudy by any stretch of the imagination. He's averaging eight points per game, three rebounds. And, and but he's shooting 46% from three. He had another great performance last night. It's just he's always been ready. And you look at these last four games, he's been double figures every single of the last four games. And now he gets the chance to get that first start and he goes out and puts up 22. Yeah. Like AJ Griffin's a five-star for a reason and him sort of being patient and now all of a sudden getting that chance. I'm so happy for this kid because he deserves it. He has been, I'm not going to say he's been like the, the Travion Williams from Purdue of, of this Duke team, but I guess that's sort of the comparison. Like he certainly is one of the five best players on the team. He should be a starter, but he's sort of embraced the role of coming off the bench and has done it well. And now he's getting his chance to start and look what he goes out and does. I mean, you can't pull him out of the starting lineup now from here on out. (laughs) No doubt. He has certainly earned his keep. I want to talk about another Duke basketball star here in a bit, but I agree that when you got it, you better keep and roll with it. Now, guys, if you are trying to win and when it comes to your financial services and businesses, you have got to check out NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with NetSuite. You can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the next for the next time you log on, I want you to hit up NetSuite, a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lock. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. Uh, go to netsuite.com slash locked. Don't have poor visibility over your businesses because you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. See the full picture when you upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. 
We got Tyler Aki locked on Syracuse here in the building, and we are talking about ACC hoops. As we mentioned, Duke beats Wake Forest, and it was quite the game. But, of course, Duke stays in the news because Duke in the NBA is a regular occurrence. I know we're not talking about, you know, a stud that we usually talked about when it came to this, you know, Fab Four. But Cam Reddish from the Atlanta Hawks has been traded to the New York Knicks, and he will join Duke former Duke teammate R.J. Barrett in the Big Apple. And they got traded for Kevin Knox, who you know has had a less than stellar career in New York, but now he has the opportunity to maybe shine in Atlanta. Thoughts on Cam Reddish? And we were talking about someone coming off the bench and kind of being the star. Now he has the opportunity to maybe do maybe do that. Uh, what would you you know say to, towards the trade, and if you think it benefits either team? I think this is great, 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 great for the Knicks because Cam Reddish is a guy who I think Tom Thibodeau can get the most out of. You mm. talk about a defensive-minded head coach with a guy who's just a really strong defensive player, long, rangy guy like Cam Reddish. He can pick you up full court, too, if he wants. I mean, I, I think this is sort of the match made in heaven. I think back to the Tom Thibodeau Bulls days, right? And He mm -hmm. had a player, Luol Deng, also a Duke guy. Yeah. And it was sort of that long guy, wing defender, and he made Luol Deng into an all-star. And I, I'm not saying that Cam Reddish is going to be an all-star this season, next season, or even five years down the road. But mm -hmm. I think that this could be sort of that same type of player where he's not the superstar of your team, but he is a damn good role player who plays yeah. a really important spot on, on the rotation. And he's especially in this NBA right now where all these different wings are what are yeah. dominating the league. When you look at yeah. guys like, like KD and, and Luka Doncic, like – those are the guys that you're going to need to D up in the playoffs. Yeah. And if you're the Knicks and you have a guy like Cam Reddish all of a sudden, you feel pretty good about, yeah. okay, you can match him up on KD. Now, I, I just love the fit. I love this fit for, for the New York Knicks here. Yeah, I think it's really important also for the fact that New York Knicks are finally trying to take themselves a little bit seriously when it comes to playoff runs. And we saw that great matchup between the Knicks and the Hawks and why it was, you know, bringing life back into New York. And when New York basketball is good, it's good for the brand of the NBA. So I think having someone like Cam Reddish involved, could we possibly ever see a three reunion with Zion Williamson? I know that, you know, New Orleans has not been a great place for him. And I think New York, he could get a fresh start in a place that de desperately needs a big man. Well, this is like the Coach K Infinity Stones right here, right? <laughs> I mean, he's trying to get all these guys back. That, that was his last really successful team. Yeah. I, I just, A, I don't know if it would behoove the Knicks to take that sort of chance, given what the draft capital may take sure. up. I'd have to look at also what, what the, the Knicks have stocked up too to be even be able to give away but right I, I just don't see it happening now maybe down the road maybe in like two years i could see it potentially happening but sure. a if i'm the pelicans i'm not trading zion williamson unless i'm getting a really healthy package and b if i'm any prospective team i'm not trading for zion williamson until i know what his medical situation is going to look like down the road That's like are fair. we looking at another greg odin potentially a guy Ooh. who when he was out there was fantastic, but you just couldn't keep the health up. And unfortunately, you see it derail careers. And given what we've seen out of Zion from when he's been on the floor, yes, he has been amazing when he's on the floor. He's one of the best bigs in the entire league. And he's only in – he has, has he even played like a full 82 games of basketball yet. Like it, it's, I think no. it's maybe just north of that or something like yeah. that. Um, but when he's – like you need to have him on the floor. 
Mm-hmm. And he just hasn't proven that over the first three years so far. And that's an important thing. Your best avail- your best ability is your availability. Preach. And Zion just hasn't given you that. And not just that, but it's these things that concern you, whether with the weight and the, the type of injuries that he's sustaining, foot injuries. I think he's got a knee injury. Like mm-hmm. those things, when you are playing at the weight that Zion Williamson is playing at, it's not promising for yeah. what the future could hold. Yeah, and listen, I am all an advocate for being, people being their best selves. And if you're trying to get your weight together, New Orleans is not the city for that. Like, <laughs> it was walking etouffee, you yeah. know, everything is cream. Beignets on every corner, <laughs> yep. I really think that the organization, try as they may, you know, we saw why AD still hasn't given an apology or said thank you for, you know, my time yeah. there. I think it's just not the best place for a young and thriving individual because they don't build, you know, around him. And I think we've seen that with Zion as well. They don't have the weapons to really help him be yeah. successful. You know, Sans his injuries and everything like that. But you also talk about, again, availability. Yes, I can't believe we're in year three talking about Zion when he was going to be the end-all, be-all, change everything yeah. about the second coming of LeBron James. And now we're saying, could he be a Greg Odin? Like, wow, a lot can happen yeah. in a few years. And yet, and still, you know, I'm excited for, you know, some other guys who are re- ready to thrive, Cam Reddish being one of them. I think sometimes you just need an opportunity, right? Sometimes you just need a lane. You need someone who's going to give you a shot to get some more minutes up. And maybe that'll be a game changer for the Knicks. Yeah, I mean – in terms of you talk about New Orleans being a food scene. I mean, if he goes up to New York and then you've got those halal carts on every corner, that's quite, he probably needs to go to L.A. He needs to go to L.A., get a nice little juice yeah. cleanse going okay. uh, a little, yeah. uh, maybe even go vegan or whatever they do out in L.A. I, I can never <laughs> do the culinary scene. And I, I couldn't do it. All right. I don't know about that you. I couldn't. Oh, but no. the, the, that, that might be the like just start drinking plants like that yeah. that's what the zion williamson diet should look like you know they talk about the brotherhood all the time i am surprised Kyrie has not given him some sort of nutritional outlook <laughs> or you know set him up with somebody to give him success because we all know kyrie has yeah. got the magic number i'm sure he's eating nuts and berries somewhere you know right while he's trying to figure out whether he can play in new york again but that's neither here nor there there's other conversations we do want to have about college basketball as more teams played over the first two days of the week. But first, guys, I strongly encourage you, especially Duke fans, if you're trying to travel to see Coach K or you're maybe you're on a Roy Williams tour, you want to make sure you're gassed up and ready to go for final seasons from some of the best coaches in the game. You should download the app Get Upside with the App Store or Google Play right now. Get Upside allows you to buy gas whenever you need it and save 25 cents for every gallon every time you fill up. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card, or Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code S-C-O-R-E, that's SCORE, to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. So get that app. Mm, there it is. Get the uh, GetUpside app there wherever you download your apps. Finally, if you are going to bet this weekend, as we have some great matchups for men and women, make sure you hit up Bet Online. We would like to wish you a happy new betting year as you are trying to make sure your ducks are all in a row as you're getting your, ch- your money together, okay? Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of the best sports during action for 2022. From football, basketball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports betonline.ag is where the game starts 
Tyler Aki, locked on Syracuse, hosts he goes with many of his comrades as they try to get everything together for the Orangemen. They picked up a win, so we can always be excited about that, okay? We're, I'm always feeling good about the opportunity for guys to get the chance to feel good about themselves after being pit 77-61. to 61. Did you breathe a sigh of relief because you knew you had to get that win, Tyler, on Tuesday? It was a win, but like it felt like there was no juice behind it. It was one okay. of those. Like you go out, you beat Pitt, you blew him out. Um, but at the same time, what can you really take away from it? Because Pitt yeah. isn't good. They're they're okay. worse than some of the the non conference cupcake teams that you schedule just to kind of ease your way into conference play. Like there's sure. only so much you can really take away from it. And I yeah. think that if you're a Syracuse fan right now. The, this next stretch of games is very winnable. When you lump that pick game in, you've got a chance to win eight of the next nine. And yeah. the, the one little hitch in the road there is a trip to Cameron to take on Duke. And if you win that, okay, then you can afford to, to drop one of the others. But that's the problem right now is you have to win eight of the nine. Or otherwise, yeah. you can call it over. Because okay. right now, you're not going to have the wins in the bank both from a quality standpoint as well as from a quantity standpoint, yeah. it's going to make you an NCAA tournament caliber team. That's very true. That's very true. We also saw Miami play Florida State. Miami coming off that big win against Duke, and then they you know, squat the bed against the Seminoles, who are sneakily good at times and poor at others. I think this is one of those games where it was rivalry and energy. You step up, you play a little bit, little bit bigger, a little bit differently. Came down to find a couple shots there. Florida State – were you impressed by this win, or were you more so like Miami? God, you got to keep the momentum rolling, dog. No, I, I, I'm more impressed by Florida State here. Listen, Miami, I think we all saw the magic. They weren't going to start 6-0 in the ACC. I think we all said yeah. they weren't going to start 4-0 and 5-0, and now we're finally vindicated when we said they won't start <laughs> 6-0. But yeah. I, I look at it, yes, you're, you're right from the rivalry aspect here. But this is the difference here is that you've got – look at these last two games that Miami's played, Okay. At, uh, at home against Syracuse and at Duke, both of those teams are not going to stretch out their benches. They're not mm -hmm. going to go much more than, than seven meaningful contributors in a game. Now you're going up against a Florida State team that's going to run you into the gym with 10, 11 guys. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. you're as Miami, they're not a, a team that runs a lot of guys. They'll run seven, sometimes even six at times right. of meaningful right. contributors. So when you go out against a Florida State team that's going to try to out-depth you, and they did exactly that. And late in these games, when you're relying on some really hard-fought games, like that's a hard-fought game you played against Syracuse, and that's a hard-fought game that you played on the road against Duke. And now you got to go against a team that really doesn't play anyone more than 30 minutes a night. That's right. a tough ask. Yeah, and, for and sure. Miami, I think, was bit by that. No, I totally agree. I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's good. In, the good for the goose is good for the gander in terms of beating Duke. We all see Duke is vulnerable, but at the same time, it's still much more the same when it comes to ACC men's play. And then you saw Wednesday action, a lot of great games. Clemson played Notre Dame. Notre Dame picking up a big win, 72-56. NC State getting that revenge game against Louisville, 79-63. Shout out to Quavion Smith, who I truly believe is one of the best players, one of the best guards in the ACC right now. I think he 
he's just learning his way. They call him Baby T over there in he's Raleigh. He's work his way in the whole ACC. <laughs> he really is. I, I agree. I agree. I think he's definitely having one of those because he's had to carry the team. But maybe it's good the sense that man, well, it's never good anybody gets hurt. Manny Bates got hurt, but it allows you to explore other options for NC State because they had to lean on other people in a big way. Virginia beating Virginia Tech 54-52. And as you had mentioned at the top of the show, how Virginia Tech was supposed to be this elite team that maybe changes things, senior leadership and all that good stuff, finding themselves maybe not in the NCAA tournament, which is scary. They're gonna they might have to win out, you know, get that automatic bid. Yeah. Or or do something magical in yeah. that ACC tournament, which for a team like Virginia Tech, like that's not who I want to face if I'm Duke or whoever ends up atop yeah. the standings. If you're one of those first four seeds that gets a, that gets a double buy because seeds two through four in the ACC tournament this year, yeah, are going to need a couple wins, I think, to get in. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see Virginia Tech if I'm one of those teams because who knows? Maybe they're the team that just sort of turns it on. Are they this year's Georgia Tech? Where okay, you're not the That's best fair. team in the conference. You struggle a little bit during the regular season, but then you catch a heater during the ACC tournament, all of a sudden you're, you're in, you're into the big dance. And yeah. I, I, listen, I wouldn't want to go up against Virginia tech. I think you could pull all 15 ACC coaches and say, who would you not want to face in the first round? And a lot of them would tell you Virginia tech as I one of those it. bottom, bottom tier teams that you might face in the first round. Yeah, I completely agree. Rounding out the show with, uh, sorry, not rounding out the show, rounding out the conversation with men's basketball. Georgia Tech beats Boston College. Speaking of those Yellow Jackets, Michael DeVoe with 13 points there. I think they're a team that's always going to be scrappy, always going to put up a fight. But sometimes they come out on top. It's always good to beat a team that you're supposed to beat, Boston College. So good on them, right? I'm feeling great, but yet again, still kind of feeling the same towards men's side of college basketball, at least, because I think it's just like I'm glad in <laughs> Duke won that handedly because they absolutely had to they had to win that game and then other teams I feel good I feel okay about right I think Virginia making that bounce back win uh, after getting you know moshed by UNC never thought I'd see the day (laughs) in recent years when Carolina would beat a Virginia team handedly but good on them they're finally starting to show Armando Baycott you know Brady Manick that you know big men can find that good synergy and they can make it work can I tell you one team to watch watch out for Notre Dame I, really? I think I've said I think I've said this like the last three weeks. Watch out for Notre Dame. Are you they, high on Blake Wesley? Who's your I, guy? I, I just like the the entire team. They're an older team. Okay. You've got guys like Prentice Hub, Dane Goodwin, mm-hmm. Nate Lashewski. Like all those guys have been there. It feels like forever. Yeah. And now you're adding in an uber talented guy like Blake Wesley. You bring in a transfer, Paul Atkinson. You have Trey Worth, sort of part of the mix there too. And I look at Notre Dame as, okay, yeah, you're going to, they'll probably play Florida State at some point and lose because yeah. they're going to get out depth. They're a team that strictly plays seven guys. Yeah. And that can be tough over the, the grueling schedule. Like you're going to drop games you shouldn't. They already have. They got blown yeah. out by Boston College. That's a game that should not happen. Otherwise, right. you're looking at a five and O team in the ACC right now. But sure. they've won their last six games. They're looking like a completely different basketball team. And I like them as a potential sleeper to win the ACC. And right now, they're looking pretty strong. They're coming into their own. And, I mean, that was a great win for them last night. Not only did they beat Clemson, they blew the doors off of Clemson. (laughs) And if you're doing that in the ACC night in, night out, I know you can say it's a weak conference all you want, but if you're blowing some of these teams out, you you can't sleep on that. And right now, Notre Dame, like, listen, 
That's that that and this is what the problem is with the ACC right now. Notre Dame will never get any national shine sure. because of what's happened so far. They had to they had to make their bed in the non-conference. But right yeah. now when you look at the road ahead for them and and the games like none of these are resume boosting games really for the next four. You're mm-hmm. at Virginia Tech, at Howard, at Louisville and home against NC State. Yeah. None of those games are going to give you the respect of the AP voters or of the tournament committee. But then once you host Virginia, host Duke, that's when you can start to flip the narrative. It's just going to be, oh, can we really trust this team to have maybe have won nine, ten games in a row to keep that going? Like, it's tough once those winning streaks start to really pile up. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, I am in complete agreement, and I think that, you know, I'm in complete agreement that Notre Dame is a great team. Am I in complete agreement that I think that they're going to be the team that everyone should sleep on? I want that to be Carolina, and that's just me being biased, complete bias. That's just 100%. I think that Notre Dame loss was one where they wet the bed and they had to really look in the mirror and say, what kind of team do we, and program do we want to be? So when it comes to Virginia Tech, Carolina, and Notre Dame, I think those are the three that are going to make some noise. But there's always the Miami team that won't go away. It's a Florida yeah. State team that has the depth to not go away, right? So I think it's just a matter of how people are going to play when it matters most because, you know, conference games, you pop one off, whatever, we keep rolling. But when you know it's a tournament, when you know your you know, postseason is on the line, who's going to find that extra edge? And I'll, I'll say this because there were two teams that I looked at heading into conference play that were like, okay, these are the overachieving teams. When is the pest finally going to go away? Yeah. Wake Forest and Miami. And so far, Miami, I would have guessed it would have been Wake Forest, the one mm-hmm. to sort of weather mm-hmm. the storm and maybe actually make some noise in the ACC. But – in Miami and they deserve yeah. a lot of credit well coached with Jim Laranaga they've got some talent on that team Charlie Moore's been in every power conference I feel like so having all that experience on top of having a well coached unit as well I, I it matters it matters and yeah. like nothing against Steve Forbes but he hasn't been around the block as long as Jim Laranaga has he hasn't had nearly the success that Jim Laranaga has had in this conference so yeah especially when the conference is down, it's ripe for the picking for one of these other teams to make some, make some noise. And so far, no one's really grabbed it by the horns, but credit Miami because they're one of the ones that have taken advantage. Yeah, listen, never going to disagree with the fact that it is up for the pickings. All right, I want to make sure you guys know about some women's tube. Just real quick, some of our top 25 teams are facing off tonight. Duke will play Virginia Tech. Louisville will play Syracuse. A great game, Tyler, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Louisville, hopefully they don't dog Louisville walk always Syracuse. kicks the hell out of them. <laughs> the same way Syracuse they dog walk once, <laughs> once lately, but yeah, it's never the way pretty. they dog walk Pittsburgh. I was like, you know, I understand there's a drop off when it comes to women's basketball, but my lord, that that was pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> NC State will play Virginia, Notre Dame. We'll play Wake Forest. So those are our top 25 teams facing off. So make sure you guys check that out. Then on a Friday, we'll get you Freestyle Friday with Jersey Drake and recap some of those games. And more importantly, we'll recap some of the action that we are preview some of the action rather that we have for men and women's basketball heading into the weekend. Tyler, it's always a pleasure to have you, friend. It's a great conversation. Maybe we'll figure out the world tour for uh, Roy Williams next yeah. week. Okay, cool. Sounds Let's do good. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? You can check us out locked on Syracuse every single weekday and you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. You can find myself at Tyler, AKI underscore.
Great. Guys, make sure you come back tomorrow. Make sure you check out Locked on Bets because I know our Jersey Drake, who gives us some betting action, will have something for you. You can follow your boy Q, schoolboy Q. No, I'm just kidding. And you can also follow <laughs> Leah Sterling there on Locked on Bets podcast, wherever you guys get podcasts. For Candace Cooper and Tyler Aki, until next time.